Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to Infertile AF, the podcast. This is episode 196 called Ronit and Vita. Today's episode is sponsored by Prove, a women's health company dedicated to providing information and solutions on key fertility hormones so they can reach their goals faster. Prove founder Amy Beckley, PhD, invented the first and only FDA cleared PDG test after her own battle with infertility. When she learned that her seven miscarriages and two rounds of IVF could have been prevented by an inexpensive progesterone supplement, she set out to help other women better understand the success of their ovulation from home. Prove's newest kit, Complete, allows women to measure all four key cycle hormones that impact conception from the comfort of home so they can get pregnant faster. With just one test kit, you can better understand ovarian reserve, identify up to six fertile days, and check for successful ovulation. And now the free Prove Insight app takes your hormone knowledge one step further by providing numeric hormone levels, info about what they mean, and personalized action plans to help you reach your fertility goals faster. That's not all guys. Prove also offers an entire suite of at-home hormone tests and hormone supporting products to empower you with the right information on your journey. Okay, so you know I love female-founded companies and products that can truly benefit anybody battling infertility. So definitely check out Prove. It's spelled P-R-O-O-V. You can go to provetest.com, P-R-O-O-V-T-E-S-T.com, and you can enter the code ALLY25, and you'll get 25% off your first Prove order of $25 or more. Again, Infertile AF listeners are getting a special discount code. So go to provetest.com, P-R-O-O-V-T-E-S-T.com, enter the code ALLY25, A-L-I-25, and you'll get 25% off your first Prove order of $25 or more. Thanks, Prove. This episode is supported by Receptiva DX. The Receptiva DX test can help couples struggling with unexplained infertility. Getting pregnant isn't easy, as so many of you know. Many couples struggle with infertility, and unexplained infertility can be particularly frustrating. Women facing unsuccessful IVF may not know that endometriosis is the underlying cause, a disease that can impact the success rates of IVF treatments and often has no symptoms. The Receptiva DX test can help identify endometriosis before an embryo transfer, and it has the potential to save women the stress, anxiety, and cost of multiple failed IVF attempts. The good news is multiple studies show treatment of women with a positive Receptiva DX test improves live birth outcomes by over 50%. Receptiva DX can detect all stages of endometriosis and help women make better decisions in planning for pregnancy. You can learn more at ReceptivaDX.com or download their app, which is also called Receptiva DX. All right, guys, I love having best friends on the show. And today we have these two incredible women. They are Ronit and Vita, who met while working together at Nike in Los Angeles. They both come from health and fitness backgrounds, and they both found themselves going through infertility at the same time. So today they're both going to tell their stories. They're going to talk about how they had miscarriages one week apart from each other, how they supported each other as best friends, how the losses affected their relationships with their husbands, how they blamed themselves, and then how after delving into some deep research 
and trying to find the root cause of both of their issues, they decided to found a company called We Natal. So We Natal provides supplements for both men and women, and we're going to talk about all of that as well. So they are awesome. They're doing some really great things. They really want to make a difference. They really care about this community. And without further ado, this is Ronit and Vita's Infertility Stories. So I have two friends on today and business partners, which I love. So Vita and Ronit, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for being here today. So we are going to talk about We Natal, which you started. And we're also going to talk about your, both of your fertility journeys. So Vita, do you want to kick it off? Absolutely. I'd love to. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. So Roni and I met at our corporate careers, which is kind of a fun story. We both worked at Nike um, in the in the marketing department um, and kind of became fast friends, literally going through life together. We were dating around the same time, and we can save the horrible LA dating stories for another podcast. But Ooh, I'm going to hear some of those later. I mean, <laughs> we were on uh, some of kind of the worst. Like there wasn't apps at the time; it was websites, and literally mortified at some of the you know the 51st states, if you want to call it, but right, like exactly. literally just, I don't know wherever not all your listeners are from, but LA is kind of a tough dating scene. And so we, we had a lot of fun. I think in hindsight, you're always like stressed because you want to be married. You want to have kids and like, you know, the timeline in your head that we all deal with on the daily. And so, and the culture is, you know, parents pressuring you. And so looking back, we had such a fun time and I wish we enjoyed being single and having fun more, but you know, the guys in LA are kind of, there's a good assortment of douchebags. So let's be honest, Um, (laughs) but there's some good ones out there. You just kind of have to fish for them. And so we went through all the fun stuff together, corporate careers, dating, um, and like literally, you know, met, you know, our future husbands around the same time and got married around the same time. Actually, my honeymoon was attending her wedding in Israel, which was the most beautiful, incredible wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like a couple of weeks before her and you know, we went on to like, always knew we wanted to have kids, you know, didn't really plan when it would happen. And so Ronit was pregnant with her first daughter. And I was so excited um, about, I don't remember uh, at this point, how it was probably six months later, I got pregnant and I was like, you know, we're best friends. We're going to have kids around the same time and only to actually pass the first trimester. And I ended up telling friends and family, which is, you know, often what we most often do. We're told that after the first trimester, it's safe. And I Mm -hmm. remember to this day going to that, I believe it was my 14 week appointment and there was no heartbeat. And so, so sorry. um, Yeah, it was the most like you got the wind knocked out of you. Like it's not real. I mean, I went through all the emotions from like screaming to crying to everything in between. And it, yes. Took me a solid six months. And I'll tell you in that six months, I 100% introverted that blame towards myself. I went back on everything I ate, every workout I did. Was it my stress from work? Was it literally just racking my brain, trying to figure out why? Why Mm -hmm. me? Why did it happen? I know this is a common story for most women. And what I found also incredibly interesting was I, I literally didn't know about anyone around me having miscarriages. I literally thought I was the only human or one of very few. My doctor brushed off. It happens a lot. 
there's no answers. You know, we sent for testing, there was no answers. And so it wasn't until I started becoming really open at work and with my family that I found out my own mom had a miscarriage that I never Mm. knew about cousins. I never knew about. And I was just like, why is nobody talking about this? Why is it, you know, my, why is it that I felt so alone? And it was actually really liberating talking to every coworker, talking to every family member and saying, it's okay to share. You know, I come from a Persian culture where a lot of times you don't necessarily, you're not so open about things that happen when they're bad. And so it was very liberating to me to finally tell the story. And then fast forward, we both had, um, I, a year and a half later, I did have a healthy girl. And so Roni and I had two girls and 2020 came around. It was midst the COVID and I got pregnant again, ready for my second child. And I couldn't even believe it. I miscarried again. And oh. This was my second. Mm-hmm. I um, I will tell you the one thing that deferred when I had my first miscarriage, the whole thing that went through my head was, will I ever have kids? You know, you just don't know. Like you literally don't even know if it's possible, what's wrong with you or there unanswered questions. With this mm-hmm. one, while incredibly hard, I had a girl, I knew it was possible. And then I, you know, called Roni, I call her with everything. She was my lifeline. Um, and I shared and she was just shocked and disappointed. And then a week later, she called me and told me she had a miscarriage too. Oh my gosh. Wow. And and for me, it was my first miscarriage. So with my first, I got pregnant Mm -hmm. pretty easily. Mm -hmm. I had a healthy baby, no issues. And with my second pregnancy, I went in, uh, I think it was what happened was, is the doctor was running late. So, um, I initially did the, the gender screening, the, that gender screening before she came the blood test. And then I did an ultrasound where we found out there was no heartbeat. And I was shocked Mm -hmm. because this was my first time around. I actually didn't think that it was possible whatsoever that anything like this could happen to me. And I was working at the well in the wellness space at the time, mm-hmm. really good care of myself, taking the best supplements. And literally I couldn't believe it. Um, and so what I do when I'm in kind of like crisis mode is I dive into the research. Mm-hmm. So I start reading the books and we weren't, we weren't really getting answers from our conventional doctors. My doctor basically said I was 41 at the time. Okay. So my doctor basically said, listen, it, it could be your age, just keep trying. And I said, well, what can I do to try to reduce the chances of this happening again. I know like there's no, there's no insurance policy, but what can I do? And she's like, nothing, just try again. Are you on a prenatal? Good. Keep taking it. Just keep trying. And for me, that wasn't, that wasn't, I wasn't satisfied with that answer. I worked in the functional medicine space where in functional medicine, you're always looking for the root cause. Mm -hmm. And I was on a mission to try to figure out what happened. And I read this book by the author, Rebecca Fett called it starts with the egg, because Mm -hmm. again, I was trying to figure out how to improve my egg quality. And in the chapter there was in the book, there was a chapter about sperm quality and miscarriages and sperm quality and infertility. And I thought to myself, interesting. And then I started to go on PubMed and look for research that shows that sperm quality can lead to pregnancy loss or infertility. And 
studies after studies after studies show that sperm quality is 50% of the reason why women have miscarriages, which is so intuitive and so obvious. And yet it's so not intuitive because we're not programmed to think about, you know, men as being part of the equation. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I learned that was, this was our biggest aha was that it was really easy to improve, improve sperm quality for women. You are born with the eggs that you're born with. You can improve, you know, the overall maturation of them, but you have, you know, the cards that you're dealt, you you have them, but men actually completely regenerate sperm every 72 days. They have a fresh opportunity every three months to create a new batch of sperm. And it's easy to do with antioxidants, with lifestyle changes. And so I called Vita. That was our biggest aha. And I said, we need to launch a men's prenatal. Why isn't anybody talking about this? And so what we did initially was we started creating concoctions of what we learned for our husbands. And we pieced together from like different supplement sources, what ended up being like a regimen with like nine capsules with like CoQ10 and and B vitamins and L-carnitine and, you know, high dose vitamin C and all of the things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they took, they, they both took these supplements and we actually have two younger ones that are very close in age. So I got pregnant. So my miscarriage was in January, January, 2020. Um, I got pregnant again in March of 2020. So I have an almost, almost two year old. Mm -hmm. Um, She was born when I was 42. Uh, so 2020 was quite the year for us. We yes. had a pregnancy loss. We got pregnant again. I gave birth again and we started we natal. So oh my it God. was like, and it was the crazy, it was the pandemic too. So yes, 2020 is when we started fertility rally as well. So it was a year of get, I think a lot of people being stuck in, you know, quarantine and having, getting all these ideas and making yep. them come to fruition. So if there's any sort of silver lining, maybe that would be one of the little ones. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. What, what, when yeah. she called me with the big aha, like we have to create a men's prenatal, right. no one's talking about this. It was literally like mind blowing. Like, like she said, we both come from health and fitness. We thought we were doing everything right. Why does it feel like for hundreds of years, society is like literally putting the burden of fertility on women? Yeah. You know, like she said, it's totally. intuitive. It takes two to make a baby and all are like my mission, like our mission in this became like, how do we actually bring couples closer together? How do we educate to give you guys not only just prevent loss, but also give your child the best possible start to life? Like there's so much you can do pre to prepare both of your bodies, both mm-hmm. parents, you know? And so, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, had no, no, either no. of you had, had any of you, either of your doctors been like, maybe this is a sperm quality issue. Have they brought no. that up to you at all? No, that's pretty interesting, right? It was so dismissed. It was just like, it just happens. You're one in four, could be age, Mm -hmm. could be stress. Mm -hmm. Really, we neither of us got like answers. And then when you did your research and putting together these things that you were giving your husbands, was it all just like you're Googling stuff? Did you meet with any like scientists or supplement companies? Or and I'm curious about like the how you figured out what to do. Yeah. Well, initially we started off by, of course, just like 
Dr. Google, reliable (laughs) books, and then Dr. Google and then PubMed. But then me being kind of um, ingrained in the functional medicine space, I had, I had a lot of relationships with different functional medicine doctors, different functional nutritionists that are really pioneers in the space that we then kind of reached out to and kind of shared this idea and everybody was very much like in support of it. And when we put together the concoctions for our husband, it was really like, you know, we, we ran it by, we were seeing a functional medicine doctor at the time who was the head of functional medicine at UC Irvine. So we ran it by her, of course, on her end, she was like, of course it's, you know, men are part of this. And so, but conventional doctors really like weren't giving us any, any answers and weren't empowering us with like what we could do. And so, yeah, that, that was the, really the, the origins of the birth story of we natal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, once we started also looking into the women's prenatal space, of course, it's like so saturated. So we didn't think that there was even a need in the women's space for prenatal. We were taking a prenatal. That's a pretty good one. It's it's Metagenics plus one. It, but it costs $75 a month. It has seven capsules in it. And it's really hard to get unless you're kind of part of like a functional medicine practice. It's not like that accessible. You can't get it on Amazon or even on their website. And so um, we did a survey with about a hundred women and we looked into what they're looking for in a prenatal. And all of them said, hands down, they wouldn't take a prenatal with seven capsules in it. They wouldn't pay over $50 for a prenatal. They also all said that their husbands did literally nothing for preconception. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them took supplements. And so that was kind of where we started to think about like, could we reinvent the women's prenatal? And can we take a prenatal that's a, a super premium prenatal, like a Metagenics and, and offer it to the everyday person for under $50. We were trying to get it to be our formula into two capsules because Vita two was like having a really hard time taking the prenatals, swallowing them. For me, I just Mm -hmm. chug, like I could take like 20 pills, chug them all at once. No big deal. (laughs) Uh, But most, most people are not like that. So we were trying to get them into two capsules. We ended up getting them into three, which was a big win for us. Mm -hmm. So our men's and women's formula has each have three capsules in it. And we're very proud of it. So even though the the space seemed to be saturated, we saw a big gap. The supplements were either super expensive Mm -hmm. and inaccessible from the sense that like people would have a hard time complying and taking them every day, or they were kind of cheaper and low quality. When mm-hmm. we started to learn about the difference between the ingredient types, we couldn't believe all of the prenatals that are out on the market and how much crap people are actually taking. Mm-hmm. And how do people, how can people sift through all that and figure it all out? Like, sounds like you guys had such a great background in this and figuring it out, but how does the common person know? Like, I mean, obviously they should take your stuff, but how do you know if you're like new to this world, you know, what's like just junk and what's not? Yeah. So we, it's so overwhelming. And even now, like we're almost three years in and even for us, like it's still overwhelming to look at nutrition facts and labels because it's just like a lot, Mm -hmm. but we always give people 
guidelines. First thing, it's really important to ask a company if they're third-party tested and validated. Mm -hmm. So um, that's an outside organization that comes in and looks at, you know, kind of the label and and the potency of the actual supplement that people are getting. Mm -hmm. It looks at mold. It looks at microbial contamination. Um, So that's a big one. And that's, of course, we natal is third-party tested. But when we're looking at scanning at at labels, we actually often give, you know, kind of like a few tips to know. And probably if you go down like number three, you're already like most of them are out. But number one, we look and make sure that the B vitamins are methylated. So what does that mean? A lot of people have a genetic mutation called MTHFR. And a lot of those people actually have infertility because of, you know, people that have MTHFR cannot convert folic acid into the bioavailable form of folic acid, which is folate or methylfolate or 5-MTHF. And so that is super important for ovulation, for preventing birth, birth defects and such. And so making sure the number one thing to make sure that your folate is your folic acid is in the bioavailable form, meaning it's absorbable by anyone, no matter what your genetics are. Mm-hmm. Number two is making sure that your prenatal has choline. Choline is super important for brain health and brain development of baby, but a lot of prenatals don't have choline in them, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. The other thing for us, our prenatal has iron in it. It has a low dose iron, lower, lowish dose, just because a lot of women in their third trimester become depleted of iron. And it's just, we want to make it easy for people so they don't have to take a prenatal plus choline plus iron plus vitamin D. We also have a very high dose vitamin D, but Mm -hmm. so uh, B vitamins. So making sure they're methylated, choline, iron, and then it's looking at what not in the supplement. So mm-hmm. oftentimes in the nutrition label below it, and a lot of prenatals, if you Google them, there's like a huge paragraph of all this other junk that's in there, colors, fillers, gluten, corn. So like mm-hmm. color, you know, crazy amount of lit of things. So making sure that your supplement is actually clean and doesn't contain any of that junk in it. Mm-hmm. I'd say those are kind of like, yeah, my top four from like a high level. And then, you know, of course you, you can go down deeper, but I would say 90%, 95% of what people would find at like a target or CVS, they'd have to put those down. Gotcha. Okay. So good to know. And thank you for clearing all that up. I would love to circle back to your, when you both had your pregnancy loss around the same time, Tell me about that a little bit more, if you don't mind, you know, it's early 2020. You said it was just about a week apart, right? Yeah. Um, How did you guys as friends support each other and how did you know what to say? Well, Vita, do you mind if I chime in first? No, go for it. So when Vita had her um, pregnancy loss, I had not known for a week week that I was going to have one too. So I was pregnant And I remember going to see my functional medicine doctor and actually asking her, why do you think Vita had a pregnancy loss? Like I was started to kind of do research for her already. 
And meanwhile, I had no idea that the same thing was about to happen to me. The other thing that I remember thinking is Vita works so hard. She's this woman is like a boss. And I remember thinking like, wow, it like, I don't want to say like blaming her, but really thinking like, wow, could this have happened because she works so hard? Yeah. And, you know, and then when it happened to me, like, of course, all those questions happened, you know, were turned back into myself. But, you know, that those are kind of the things that like popped into my mind. And both of us actually found out after the fact that our fetuses had genetic abnormalities, mm-hmm. which in a way for me was kind of, I mean, of course it was very sad, but it was also kind of like comforting that like my body did what it needed to do. And I didn't have to make any decisions on my own. Um, we had found out that our fetus had down syndrome. And so I was just happy that I didn't have to like deal with that you know, with, when, with any decisions, because who knows what I would have done. I really don't, don't know. Right. Yeah. Vita, what about you? How was it for you guys going through this experience together and having, you know, being able to support each other because you're going yeah. through the exact same thing pretty much. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start with the first one. Cause when I miscarried, she had just had her first baby girl and like, think about it in your head. You're like, we're best friends. We're having kids at the same time. So the first one literally sent me in a downward spiral. And like I said, I didn't know anyone who had had one at that time. And so, you know, she consoled me. And of course I go to her with everything. I actually, she had just had her baby. And so I was a little nervous telling her because I knew she was like in a fragile state and just had a baby. But I will say the first one was incredibly hard because I actually didn't get answers. I sent, um, you know, tissue to the lab, didn't get answers. My second one, very similar story. I, they had just told me that my child only had one X chromosome, which is Turner's. And I went through actually an hour and a half of genetic counseling of all those options, literally, and then went to the appointment where there was no heartbeat. And so like Ronit said, I think what people had told me that was because like, I think we were just there for each other. I don't think you always know what to say. I don't think there's really anything you can say. What I will tell you, what I learned from my first to second that I'm so happy is that I literally tell everyone that I met, I'm so open about my miscarriages. And what that's allowed is that now any coworker, anyone who's had one, they come to me first and they know they're not alone, which I felt so much in that first one. And so what I have become is a little bit, I remember a couple of coworkers called me before they told even their own parents that they miscarried because they just want to lean on someone who's been there. And so I don't know that there's ever anything right to say. I think to Roni's mm-hmm. point, sometimes it is your body doing, you know, it's biologically what's yes. best for you. The child may have not been healthy or had a great start to life. And so your body senses that. And so that made me feel better, but I don't know if there's anything you can say, you know, it's yeah, um, no, totally. And I have the same thing. Yeah. The same thing was told to me. I had four losses between my daughter and my son and I remember my doctor saying like, I know this feels like you're broken or like your body's doing something wrong, but the way that I want you to look at it is your body's actually doing the right thing by getting rid of this unhealthy pregnancy. Right. And I remember at the time being like, that doesn't help me at all (laughs) because it still fucking really hurts. And it's so sad, really hard out, but then like given a little space and a little time to think about it, I was like, 
Okay. Actually, that does give me a little bit of comfort. So I, yeah. And one other thing, a girlfriend told me she also had multiple losses before any children. And when she finally had her son, she's like, you know, at the time, nothing helped her, but she said like, I can't, like, I'm so in love with this child now. I'm like, I can't imagine it being anyone else. Right. Like this was the time that was meant to be, this is the child that was meant to be mine. And so there is light at the end of the tunnel. You have to also, you know, mentally be in the right space. And I think that's the other thing I learned in this process and why we need also different is we do have the mental component. We were, I'll speak for myself. I, I think I was so stressed. I was also like pulling the relationship further apart rather than bringing us together. Mm-hmm. And when I learned more, I started playing blame game the other way. Like, oh, well, you know, he's not as healthy as me and he did it. Like, you know, it's not healthy either way. And the reality is you're in it together and you should be cheering each other on, taking supplements together, eating healthy to get like all the things. And that's mm-hmm. why also we natal is meant to bring couples together. And we have a yeah. journal to, to start during this time, no matter how hard it is, getting to a practice of gratitude, which I know to some people sounds a little like, oh, I don't journal it. It's like a little, but to me, it was just being thankful for what you do have. It's really hard to see that when things feel really shitty and when things are not going your way and you want to play the why me and why is this happening? And why do my friends have kids and I don't? And we went through all of that and we both had kids later in life. Right. So mm-hmm. If you can get your, you know, your mind is so connected, all the doctors, you know, there's so much more research coming out about the mind-body connection, but if you can get your mind to a healthy space and really envision your future family, really believe that you are going to have one. And so I I think there's so much to just not going down these downward spirals and trying Mm -hmm. to believe, trying to believe that things happen for a reason and Mm -hmm. you're, you're healthy. I think taking the approach to, it sounds like, you know, treating the whole person, like I I find that a lot when I've, you know, been interviewing a lot of people in this field is like, it's no longer just do this for your body or do this for you and not your partner. It's like, it's the whole entity. It's the mind, the body, the soul, the spirit, you know, all that stuff. It's all so connected. And I think there's been a lot more focused on that recently, which I think is good because this, as you guys know, this can be such a crapshoot. And you can try all the things and maybe one month it will work and one month it won't. And nobody really knows, you know, to pinpoint what made it happen or what made it not happen. So I, I love that discussion of like the whole self and like all the things I, I also happen like at this exact time, I read a book called spirit babies. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard of that, but it's amazing. And Again, it talks about, you know, spirit spirits of babies that attach to you. And, you know, depending on whether the time is right, that's when they kind of I, I'm I'm not doing it justice by explaining it. It's like <laughs> Right. Um, I know what you mean. Everybody can look it up though too. Spirit babies. Yeah, yeah but come on. Yeah. And then the other thing of you know, one thing that somebody did did tell me that was actually so impactful. Um, my functional medicine doctor at the time, Dr. Demiri, who also became my friend, she, I was 41 when I had the miscarriage and, you know, like I felt like, wow, I got pregnant at 41 at like my first try. But again, you feel like, okay, I won the lottery. I was like 41. Will I win the lottery again? Like highly unlikely, right? And so what she told me when I had my miscarriage, I let her know. She said, this isn't the end of your story. And I don't know why 
that that was so impactful to me to know like, okay, this, this isn't the end. And I really um, believed what she said. And funny story about when I got pregnant with Emma, my almost two-year-old is I took a pregnancy test, but very early. um, Like, I don't know, maybe like the day I was supposed to get my period Mm -hmm. or even like the day before. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the pregnancy test and I saw one line. So I put it in the trash and I was like, okay, one line, like whatever, moving on. Mm -hmm. The next day, my husband who loves cleaning and is like very OCD is like (laughs) cleaning up. And like, he like, for some reason, like takes it out of the trash. And he's like, did you see this? And I was like, what? He's like, there's two lines. Oh my God. What? So I had gotten pregnant again at first, first try. I did wait three months to like make sure that my body recovers. First try got pregnant again with Emma. Oh my God. Wait, what was your reaction when he pulled that out of the trash? I relived that moment for me. (laughs) Literally in shock. First I was like, okay, like this is, this, this is expired. But then I was like, wait, but I have all my ones with like, from, I have like the other two Mm -hmm. that have the two lines on them. And so then I did another pregnancy test and it came out positive. So, so that was, that was awesome. But also um, just like mindset is so important. And I want to say like to all your listeners too, when I was, I met my husband when I was 35 and had my first when I was 37, 38, somewhere around there. But when I went to the doctor before I even met my husband, I was probably 34. She, I asked her to check my AMH because I was like, you know what? Like, I want to consider maybe like freezing my eggs, who knows? And my AMH was very low. It was 0.48 or something like that. And in my head, I said to myself, you're never going to think about this number ever again. It's just a number. My mom had my sister when she was 36 or 37 back in the day. I'm healthy. There's no reason why whatsoever, why I can't, why I would have a challenge having kids. And so I just, and so I actually never thought I never brought up that AMH to anybody. I never talked about it. I never thought about it. And I just kind of put it away and with all my three pregnancies, I got pregnant at first try. And so, you know, it's just really important to like not spin and focus on the numbers and really just like focus on yourself, your well being, creating a positive environment for yourself, for your partner in your home. Um, and that's all the stuff we talk about with We Need All, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Vita, what other things do you have for somebody who might be new to this world? things that you wish you knew then that you do know now just about fertility, about self-care, about all that stuff. Yeah. I'll start with self-care. Cause I, um, like I said, I, I didn't have the journal as a resource when I was going through it. And I will say a lot of, um, you know, relationship was stressful, the pointing of finger, you know, like, well, you need, I know you need to be more doing this and that. And so finally, slowing down, finding some gratitude within, you know, not just always looking at what you don't have or what's happened wrong, but what you do have the small blessings in your life, the things you're positive, taking care of yourself is so important. And hopefully bringing on your partner in a way that's, you know, not like 
what I learned is like, I tend to, you know, control freak. And like she said, I like to be a boss at work, but that doesn't always work at home. And so I'd say bring them along in a loving way with, with the research, with the whys and like why we can do this together. And, and, you know, Ronit and I joke a lot that a lot of people ideate about creating, you know, a nursery and a baby registry. But the reality is like the best gift you can give your child is really like, prepping you and your partner for the months leading up, you know, the three to six months before conception, we learned how important that is and how no one's talking about it. Clean up your home, find healthier habits, remove, you know, it sounds overwhelming, but small, simple steps, making sure you have clean water in your home and good filtration. We have air filters. Um, you know, the small steps that I actually all learned through Roni as like, she's my guide in life. And because Mm -hmm. she was in the functional medicine space, right. It was, it was empowering to know what you can do. I think the world so often, you know, like our doctors dismiss, like, oh, it's fine. Just take any prenatal. They're all the same. They are not, as we taught you. Hopefully you learn just to mm-hmm. find quality with your life, but everything, do the things that you do have control, the small steps that you guys are excited, cooking together, expressing gratitude together. But like, we want to bring couples closer together or support you in any family structure that you are, whether you're single and trying to freeze your eggs, which many of our friends are, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, anyone in any situation, we're here to support and share and be generous with communication and content and everything that we learned and our incredible medical advisory board nutritionist. So what I'll say is we're sharing a lot of that through social, through our blogs, like a supplement is one portion. It's not the only portion. And we want to be there for all of it and teach you guys what we learned along the way. And so what I'd also say is just be kind to yourself. That's something I never, I still haven't mastered on some days, but one mm-hmm. of the last prompts in our journal is like one loving thought for yourself. And often that's the hardest for me because I'm typically the hardest on myself, but just learn to like, you know, go with the flow. It's something I'm still trying to master. And I think sometimes we're so in our head and, oh, we're ovulating in the time and the this and that that's hard on your body. It's fight or flight. And like we talked about the mind body. And so I I think that's something I learned after that. I love to share everybody. Like you can't, you can't get rid of stress. Stress is part of our everyday life. And people who say like, avoid stress. Well, then you're not breathing. Right. So you can't can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to what happens to you. Correct. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I will tell you all in progress. (laughs) Totally. And I will tell you, you know, friends and why Ronit has been like my clutch and my anchor in life. I remember after getting pregnant both times again, I literally had such anxiety. I had, I was shaking before every OBGYN appointment. I would be pacing up and down. And she always just said, just like, think positive, talk to your future baby envision, you know, like speak to it. I'm here. Like little things that make you truly believe, no, this is this time it's meant to be. This one is help. Like, you know, you really, the mind is so powerful. And I realized when I was going down that downward spike spiral, she would be my first phone call and she would just get me in like a calm place. Breathing also guys breathe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even today before this podcast, I had a mini meltdown full truth. Um, my nanny was supposed to be back. She's not back. I'm, I'm so excited about this podcast. Like my felt, Aww. my world felt like it was crumbling. Right. And it was just like, I went for a walk. I took three breaths. Like, you know, you need to reset and sometimes giving yourself the space to reset. Uh, We don't always run the grind. All right. Thank you everybody so much. 
Thank you to Ronit and Vita for sharing their story. Definitely check out We Natal, you guys. Their website is wenatal.com and they're on Instagram and all the things as well. So check them out. Thank you again to them. Also, please check out Fertility Rally. We are a community for everybody going through family building, infertility, all those things as well, adoption, surrogacy, single parenting, same-sex couples, everybody is welcome. We are here for all of it. We offer four support groups a week, more to come next year, more on that soon. And we also have three private Facebook groups and we have just created this community. It's a family. It's the place I wish I had when I was going through all the shit I went through, but I'm so happy it exists now. We're over 500 members strong and growing and we would love for you to join us. So check us out at fertilityrally.com online or check out our Instagram at fertilityrally. If you ever have any questions, feel free to DM us. You can also DM me at Stories. And if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast on Apple, that would be amazing if you could take two seconds to do that. It really helps, you know, spread the word even further. So thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Ronit and Vita. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you.